Content warning, this episode contains vague descriptions of seduction, very mild body horror, and moments of immense tension. Be sure to check the show notes for timestamps. Last time on Magic Folk. I leave the feather token going, and I go to the box and start trying every key. You attempt to ascend the stairs, but you cannot. Door's locked. You could pull on one of the arms, and it's like a secret passageway in Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. How does Dr. Dorf get two different cubes and do they get the safe in their cube? I would love to be Dr. Dorf for a day. Out of curiosity, there's like no other ways that anything could get in this area, right? All you need to do is grab your coat and have a glass of wine. Rushing towards you at immense speed is this bulky figure shrouded in a massive tarp cloth. Open the cactus jar. I spark it and run. Hell yeah. We open this session with Syndra. Before the explosion, you have just read this note on Shane's desk complaining that Dr. Dorf gets two cubicles and a safe. What do you do, Syndra? It seems the logical thing to do would be to go explore that. What I'll say is that because you know that Dr. Dorf has another desk, you can just kind of walk through the cube maze rather quickly looking for Dr. Dorf's second name tag. And I think that you do this, and you walk over to the rightmost cube, past a few more cubes with a few more names on them. You actually see that there's like a walled up portion that there's no entrance to. It's just like a closed off cube that's a waste of space. Interesting. You come across Dr. Dorf's second cube. This one is much more organized. There's like a bunch of books stacked up on their desk, and they're in all sorts of different languages. And underneath the desk, you see a safe with a combination lock. Hmm. It's just like a heavy metal safe. Um, I suppose I investigate to see if Dr. Dorf left the combination lying around anywhere on a sticky note. You do not find anything. You don't even need to roll for this. There is no combination like sitting around. Dr. Dorf is not quite that flippant with their passwords. Never write down your passwords, folks. Listen, some of us are forgetful. <laughs> use a safe, uh, use an app a password safe for your safe passwords. I'll try produce flame. That's my (laughs) go-to. Burn a hole in it. (laughs) So you just like take a knee and use produce flame and hold the flame up to the safe? Yes, through the side of it. All right. So I know like next time we visit Douglas's shop, I'm going to put a fucking welding torch in there. (laughs) (laughs) The metal on the outside of the safe starts to turn like black, just like this oily sort of chemical changing of the metal. You see that like the dial on the front of the safe actually spins once 360 degrees and makes a clicking sound. Oh, I think I know what's going on. I'm not very good at breaking into things, but I have a friend who is, and I think my friend might be invisible and helping me. Mm. He turns to look at the, uh, the dial to see what number it's on. You don't see anything. And you see that the dial is on zero. And you can see that there's like a small device in the door of the safe and it is counting up. So now it it was zero when you walked up and now it says one. It's like a rolling sort of number counter. Oh, are these like attempts that I've wasted? Am I going to get locked out of my Apple iPhone? (laughs) Perhaps. Hmm. I don't have that many spell slots. I'm trying to think if I've seen any numbers around. I don't think I have. So... Syndra goes to the front of the safe where the dial is, and he decides to mess around with that. 
He's going to start slowly turning it to the left and see if he hears anything. You don't hear any clicks and you make it around 360 degrees. But if you'd like to try and input numbers at random, I can let you do that. (laughs) Hmm. What are the numbers? What do they go from zero to what? To nine. I'll try one more combination before I decide to go look elsewhere for the the answer. Sure. Cinder's going to laugh to himself because he thinks this is funny. (laughs) He's going to put in four. Oh. Two. Yes. Zero. What's the significance of that? How does Cinder know about that? He's been told that before. Yeah. What's that number mean? I'm not quite sure. It's something to do with nature. There's some kind of natural thing. I don't know. It's a druid joke. It's a druid druid joke. joke. Gotcha. I got to think on this one. Because was it going to be 420? (laughs) Did I guess right? No. You did not guess right. But do you want it to be right? (laughs) Part of me wants it to be right because it's Ganon's safe. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) You turn the dial to four and then to two and then to zero and you hear a click as the counter on the front of the safe resets to zero and the latch pops open. Hmm. Can't believe that worked. You swing the door open, and Douglas, I think, is like, trying to get a better look at what's inside. Very curious about this hidden treasure, as Douglas tends to be. I forgot you were behind me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not scary at all. (laughs) You see a key card inside with a green humanoid with red hair as, like, the photo printed on the key card. (laughs) Cool. And it says, Dr. Dorf, security clearance one. Nice. I'll put that... In my pocket. Looks like I'm Dr. Dorf now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And you hear an explosion and several loud pops from somewhere else in the facility. Douglas, let's close this back up. (laughs) And he slowly closes the door. (laughs) (laughs) Burnin, you're in the botany and you're trapped. Grab your coat and have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. So there's a botany, there's a library, and there's an office. And there was nothing in the office that could be construed as wine related. Yes, correct. And I looked around in the botany area and there were no like grapes or anything like that. Correct. I guess I go look in the library. Like I look for maybe books related to wine or like, I don't know. Roll investigation. 21. You are perusing the books and one kind of catches your eye as standing out a little bit on the shelf. And it wasn't like that before. Okay, so I look at it. There's nothing on the spine. It's just a plain blue cover. What do you do? (laughs) I very slowly and seductively crack the spine. Why are you doing this seductively? (laughs) And I blow the dust off the cover and run my fingers along the pages. And then I get a paper cut and I'm like, ow! Wow, I got the tingles. (laughs) The part about the paper cut got you going? (laughs) No, no, the dust and the touch and the spine and cracking the spine. (laughs) You pick up the book and you look behind it and you see this glass like cover with a hinge on it. And there's a, a keyhole through the glass. You can see a button and you look at the front cover of the book and you see the title, The Grapes of Wraith by... Corinne Steinbeck. Huh. You said the key is there or is not? You crack the book and you seductively rub the pages. And (laughs) handwritten in the front cover are instructions that you can barely read. Again, it's chicken scratch. But you manage to make out the words page 
666. This is the most convoluted crap I've ever had to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) So I flipped to page 666. Kiss is being like stalked by a monster and then (laughs) Vernon and Sandra are in an escape room right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not even... It's just like needless steps in between. Like you might as well have just taped the key to the inside of the fucking book cover, but instead it's like, I gotta fucking flip to page 666. And then I gotta fucking see where the key is, I'm sure. So I fucking... Like Anne had no business making this like this difficult. All it does is just take more time. This is some Home Alone shit. (laughs) There's nothing. Okay. What's on the 666 page? You ass. <laughs> you open up to page 666 and there is like a page that is just a bit thicker than the rest. And there is a little slot in the page with a key in it. <laughs> Why does that need to be an extra step, Anne? <laughs> Listen, Anne had a goth phase. Uh, and really <laughs> trying to express that in some unusual ways. I seductively grab the key. <laughs> Stop doing things seductively. <laughs> That's all it takes. You got to say the word. And then- no. Yeah. No. Like I just, all it takes is one extra word and all of a sudden y'all have to imagine it. <laughs> no, new DM house rule. If you're going to do something seductively, you got to describe how you do it seductively. Oh, I part that page. <laughs> That's not a thing. With my, <laughs> it's a slot. It's like like the page is folded on itself, right? Okay, I don't know how much of this is is radio worthy, so let's let's get on with it. I quit. I'm done. I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I quit too. <laughs> I take the key out and I put it in the little door. As you stick the key into the keyhole, this. Glass latch pops open, and you are startled by the sound of an explosion muffled through the floor and several loud pops. I probably look around. I think that I did that, like indirectly. You hear on your radio, Burning, what the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> hey, why is all these convoluted steps to open the damn office door? <laughs> I told you to stay put. What the hell are you doing? Ah, uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> well, at this point, you can't stop me, so sorry, but I gotta save my friends. Kiss. Yeah, what am I doing? What's up? Where am I at? Running away from a giant monster who's rushing at you. <laughs> what do you What do? You do? <laughs> Man, you think I'd be prepared for this situation, but I'm not. I'm running seductively. <laughs> Kiss's tail feathers sway in rhythm back to forth. (laughs) The light of the fire reflecting off the tail feathers looking like blades of crimson lust. Are we really doing this? No. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, This is the last retcon of the horny actions, okay? (laughs) No, keep that in there. Keep it in there because I think it's funny, but (laughs) no, Kiss turns around, faces the monster. He's going to fight this thing. And probably fail. I think that this thing is coming towards you at immense speed. Like, you only have time to turn around. You were previously looking over your shoulder at it, and then in a second, it is, like, up upon you. It is mid-air, mid-stride. When you hear... (laughs) Todd comes flying out of nowhere and grabs onto this thing's cape, basically just, like, forcing it to change trajectory due to inertia. 
it actually sort of like clicks and clacks a little bit on its legs and then falls down onto the ground. Hell yeah, it's accent time. Kiss gets his great axe out and does a Gallagher on this thing. Again, okay, uh, roll an attack. <laughs> I was like a Gallagher. You know the 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 melon, the melon, the Gallagher melon thing. Sure, okay, yeah, Gallagher, this guy. Yeah, come on, Gallagher <laughs> and Gallagher too. All right, and then you roll attack roll twenty two and a sixteen. So you swing your axe down upon this thing and you hit it just like in the body where its cloak is as Todd sort of is like still yanking on its cloak and screaming. (laughs) Your axe just hits it and immediately stops. A vibration moves throughout your arms and your whole body as you try and like maintain your axe because there is no give here. It is completely hard, like hitting diamond with an axe. And you hear that glassy metal hard scraping sound again coming from this creature. As you see its legs sort of shift and bend at an angle, bracing itself upon the ground. And you see two more appendages come up off of the front of this thing and turn at a right angle, meeting the ground. And it hops up onto four legs like a dog. (laughs) Oh, sweet puppy. (laughs) (laughs) And it begins to sprint. And I think it's going like around the back of the HR desk. I'm imagining you all are like on the ground in front of the HR desk, right? Yeah. Kiss the L's. Yeah, you better run. Yeah, it looks like you need some more legs so I can kick your ass more. More legs, more asses, right? Is that how they work? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then you hear it gaining speed and coming towards you. It's just doing a lap. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) It is charging you at very high speed. And Kiss, just before it impacts you, you hear, watch out! Udlin's circular blade makes a couple laps around this creature, shredding its cloth as it leaps up into the air. And you see it's kind of like changing size and there are like pieces of glass and metal falling off of it, landing on the ground, this debris landing on the ground and bouncing. It bounces off of the wall, turns the corner back towards the cube maze and disappears into the darkness back there. Yeah, I scared it off. Thanks for the help, Odlin. What the fuck was that thing? I don't know. Do you actually hurt it? Because I didn't. It was all... Buzzy. Good question, but in Udlin like takes a knee leaning on Todd's shoulder and picks up a piece of the cloth that like was ripped off of it with Udlin's blade and says, but it's definitely one of those things from outside. Yes, it must be a dangerous creature. And now it's naked. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the effect that will have? I'm not sure it's quite naked. Syndra, what do you do? You heard an explosion. I go towards it. Okay. I wander my way out of the cubicles with my scimitar drawn. And held very carefully in front of me. Running or cautiously walking? Briskly walking, but cautiously. So you head out of the cube maze back towards the the main entryway, right? Which Kiss used to enter into the west cube maze. You enter into the main entryway and you see these filing cabinets and shelves and things blocking your way to the HR room where you could see like a flame (laughs) is coming through the, the... The gaps, right? You can see like there's fire on the other side and you hear some commotion. I'm probably far too large to squeeze inside of there. Can I see Kiss? I don't think so because they're to the left of the HR desk. And like this is a very, it's a pretty small gap. And like there's lots of debris and lots of like things sort of caved in blocking the entrance, right? Is anyone in there? A knock on the door. Huh? What? (laughs) Huh? Sidra? Udlin and Todd are gone. Kiss, is that you? Yeah, it's me. 
I fought and scared off a giant monster with weird legs. Giant monster with weird legs. That's right. You want to come help me fight it? Actually, it's probably a bad idea. We should probably run because I think it's invincible or something. I don't know. Yeah, get out here. Yeah, you know what? I'm realizing how much danger I'm in. I should probably go. (laughs) Kiss goes back towards the gap. Kiss, you walk up to the gap and you can see that like it has shifted since your last time coming through, likely due to the explosion that you caused. It's even smaller now than it was before. It's very much a good thing that Syndra didn't try and go through and get fucking stuck. Oh, some kind of weird explosion happened earlier. They must have caught this. <laughs> caused this. I, uh, huh. Yeah, I heard it. Was that you? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> does like that thing where he puts like a finger up to his like beak and he's like, maybe. I mean, I'm not complaining. Listen, that cactus is good. We should get more of that. Yeah, like that might hurt it more than I can. Wait, cactus. Oh, yes. You probably know about it. You're a druid. It's like a it's like a gassy cactus that blows up. <laughs> Listen, I need to get out of here. Wait, <laughs> I'm in danger. I think there's another path. I'm looking at my map. I can go through the infirmary, I think. As hopefully I don't see that thing again. Okay, well, do it quickly. I'll meet you around in the infirmary. Okay, so I'm going to try to make my way to that. I guess it's labeled O on the first floor. Yeah, you see that there is a one-way mirror essentially looking into the infirmary on the wall. That's all there is in this room. It's an observation room. Oh, Kiss walks up, sees the mirror and goes, huh, time to break this shit. Nice. (laughs) Smashes it with his axe. Okay, so you hit it with your axe and it cracks, but it does not like bust. Now, is that a door on the left? Yes. Did you just get through the door? <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought that was obvious. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see the door. The gray is the door. Kiss us the window again. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Sandra! <laughs> Who's this other bird in my way? And you start pecking at the glass. <laughs> Sindra, you turn to walk out of the entryway and back into the cube maze to make your way back over to the infirmary. And as you do, you realize it's a little bit darker in here because some of the light from the oil lamp lining the wall is being obstructed by something. Hmm. And you see Douglas is like very, very quietly disappearing into the darkness of the cube maze, walking backwards, like cautiously, not making a noise. I brace myself and get my sword ready again. Okay. You just standing there in the entryway between the entrance and the cube maze? Yes. You hear this metal scraping sound that is new to you, and you can see the shadow that's blocking the light from this doorway moves up. Like, it retracts upwards very quickly, and you hear a little bit of a thud and a little bit of a clatter, almost like crystal ornaments jiggling and and bumping into each other. So it's moving away from me? It is moving up to the ceiling. Oh. Cinder's going to pull out his map. He notices that there is a door past where... The second desk of Dr. Dwarf is kind of next to the stairwell, and he's going to tiptoe towards that area. You're walking into the cube maze and heading north. You need to pass the doorway that you saw the shadow in. Roll a stealth check. 17. You are sneaking past this doorway, and you hear something very quickly crawl by you above you. And it's so quick that like you just see like a dark blur on the ceiling as it rushes past you and enters into the darkness of the cube maze. It didn't stop for me, though. Correct. I'm just in the doorway, like leading out into the hallway with the oil lamps. I'll just duck out there and move along. Just quickly change directions while it's distracted. 
Yeah, you're kind of like juking it as it as it goes deeper. Roll another stealth check. 12. You are walking up this hallway as your shadow is cast on the east wall from the light of the oil lamp. And Syndra, from behind you, you hear a rustling in the cube maze. And you hear... No. Insectoid feet moving as quickly as they can. They're probably fine. No, no, you can't leave them alone. Syndra stops in place and he thinks about Kiss and he thinks that Kiss would be great backup in this moment. But Douglas is kind of a pressing problem. He gets out his bow and arrow and he goes over to the oil lamps and he lights the end of one of the arrows on fire. Okay, interesting. And then he turns around and maybe the fire from the arrow will help him see where the creature is. So you just turn around and you're looking back into the cube maze and you just hear crashing and rustling. You can actually see some of the cubes are being like knocked over. You hear Douglas (laughs) and Douglas is sprinting like all four arms moving as quickly as possible up and down as you do when you're sprinting and you see them rushing out of the darkness towards you. You do not have eyes on the creature. Okay, great. Um, Let's go then. If Douglas is with me, we're out of here. Sure. So you start running, sprinting down the hallway? Yeah, if Douglas is sprinting, I'm I'm going to face backwards, but like walk backwards. I'm not sprinting. I have Douglas's back. I'm covering us from behind. So you're like walking quickly backwards, waiting for the creature to come around the corner? Yes. Okay. Douglas is just like, you know, making a fucking run for it because it saw this thing and it narrowly escaped. And Sandra, you're walking backwards, keeping your eyes trained on the doorway and there's silence. Good. And then the wall next to you opens up. Not good. And the creature comes crashing through. I loose my arrow. Roll a dex saving throw to see if you can do this. Five. You turn, swiveling quickly and with great skill, the skill of a great warrior, perhaps, you turn and you loose your arrow and it flies and it hits the monster. This is all in in a matter of milliseconds, I would say. It's very, very quick. You know, the wall opens up and there's rubble coming through and you see this dark hulking figure bursting through the wall and you hear this metallic glass scraping sound and you launch this arrow and it bounces off of the creature. I would say it heads like upwards and back towards you and it falls and lands on the oil lamp behind you as the creature body checks you, tackles you, hitting you with its shoulder and you go falling into the back wall, landing on the oil lamp as well, taking three points of bludgeoning damage. You got lucky. And one point of fire damage. You're sitting in an open oil lamp as this creature looms above you. Vernon. Oh. Mm-hmm. You hear this explosion and you are talking to Anne and you open up this latch. I'm going to guess that you press the button. Yes. You press the button and the bookshelf in front of you sort of just swings open. It is a secret door, of course, leading into darkness. Oh, boy. Well, I gotta I gotta go. From behind you, outside of the botany, you hear more gunshots from Anne. Oh, God. I think Brandon says that. I think he says, oh, God. I'm gonna pull out my sword. I'm not able to control my flames very well yet still, am I? You could try. We're all some kind of constitution check. So 17. I'm gonna catch my head on fire like the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like fucking... Uh... Ghost Rider? Yeah, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Yeah. Vernon turns into Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, I think you you managed to focus and you're just like, I, th- I imagine Burnham with like his cheeks puffed out and he's like. Mm-hmm. 
and burning you're like your head just kind of poofs on fire and it's a little weird like looking through flame at first but it is enough to sort of light your field of vision (laughs) hell yeah and you peek your head into this tunnel and you can see it goes a good ways down it's just like in the wall right it's almost like a crawl space between the outer wall and the inner labs like an empty space that you would put like studs and stuff sure no studs for you in here burning i know what you're thinking Damn it. <laughs> and you can see that the hallway turns at a 90 degree angle towards the end so i go down that shit sure so you are walking down that you turn left at the very end of the tunnel it's dark and it's kind of like echoey in here like every footstep you take echoes a little bit louder than maybe it should you turn left and you see a wall with like a little crack of light in it and i think that you like put your hands up against the wall and put a, apply a little bit of pressure and the wall just swings out loose into Anne's lab sure inside of this workshop you see a large table with all sorts of like chemicals and blueprints and drawings and things like this directly to your right is a ladder leading up to a hatch in the ceiling on the eastmost wall is a giant switch that kiss was actually able to sort of eyeball from the door directly in front of you is a small table with another notebook on it i guess i'm gonna attempt to read that notebook sure you walk up to the notebook it is the same chicken scratch handwriting and you can read the words teleportation question mark Time travel, question mark. Watch out for paradox. No, 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 no. (laughs) Drawing board. All right. I'm going to look at the switch since I'm near it, and I'm going to see if it has any indication as to what it does. I'm not going to pull it yet, but I'm going to look and see if it betrays its function. It looks very worn down. It almost looks like some small localized fires have started here. It's like a a bit scorched. And it's just like a big menacing Frankenstein looking switch on the wall. There's no label. There's no nothing. And the whole device is kind of Frankenstein together. Like it looks like it's made of spare parts. Hmm. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to look at the table behind me, the big one, and I'm going to see if there's anything that stands out to me. There's a bunch of clutter on this table and it's kind of hard to see just like there's there's all sorts of like scientific devices, measurement tools. There's papers, there's blueprints, like I said. But you walk up and amongst the clutter, you see like this wooden structure sticking out. And I think that you you probably like brush some of the papers off of the top of it to get a better look. And you see that it is a rifle, much like the one that Anne has upstairs, except this one ends in a small bow shape, much like a crossbow. Mm. (laughs) Vernon takes two seconds to think like, should I or shouldn't I? And I think he decides that the greater good is that he, he should take this. And so he does. And he loads a bolt into it. Okay, yep. It's this like heavy, but very quick, like spring action clank and sliding sound as you load a bolt into it. And it just feels powerful in your hand and not quite as like heavy and cumbersome as the one that you bought from Douglas's shop. So then I'm going to check to see if the door works. So you walk up to the door to exit out into the hallway and it is locked. I'm going to investigate the ladder and see what's up there, but cautiously because I have a suspicion that it's going to open up like right by Anne. (laughs) Okay, you kind of climb up the ladder and imagine like a submarine hatch with like this giant valve on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't try to go out, but I try to like pop it and just like peek out. Yeah. So I would say roll a stealth check. Okay. Nine. (laughs) So I think that you're like slowly turning this valve, right? Trying to be as quiet as possible and like putting some weight on it to, to just like keep it in place. You make like a couple 360 degree rotations and you hear a click and you feel something loosen up 
And then, burning, you are pulled upwards. No! <laughs> as this latch springs open <laughs> and clanks against the roof, and you're just like halfway out of this hole holding onto this latch. You hear gunfire coming from the other end of the roof, and then you hear, What the fuck? <laughs> Close the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and you start to close the hatch, and as it closes, you hear several of those magic blasts unloaded at the latch, right? From Anne's small gun. Oh shit. Okay. So I'm not going back out there. Kiss. You are you're in the observation room. You've just hit the mirror with your axe and cracked it. Do you try the door now? Yeah, I guess I see the door after wasting some energy. Oh, and he just goes through the door to the infirmary. Yeah, um, you enter through the door and you see this infirmary where you have been before. You see to the southeast of the infirmary room, something that you hadn't seen before that was kind of tucked away back behind one of the unused tables. It's a safe. Huh. Is Kiss good at hacking? <laughs> hacking. <laughs> I gotta hack the safe. With my axe. <laughs> Guys, I was imagining Kiss like slapping his feathered hands onto the keyboard. I'm in the mainframe. <laughs> I'm in. You know what? Kiss is gonna try. What's the what's the safe look like? It is a small metal safe, much like the one that Cinder tried to hack open. It has a dial and sort of this interface on the front with a counter that's they're all at zero at this point. Okay. And there's uh nine numbers on the dial? Yes. Kiss picks three random numbers. <laughs> Roll a D9 three times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a D9. I'm going to do a D10 and not count it if it's zero. Four, eight, four. It works. Wow. It does not work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you enter 484 and the counter on the front counts up to one. I think I got the high score. <laughs> Kiss tries three more random numbers. One, one. Five. You try one one five, and the counter counts up to two. <laughs> I think I'm winning this game. Wait a minute, I shouldn't be playing a game. Cinder's in trouble, probably. <laughs> How small is this safe? Pretty small. It's heavy and metal, though. It's maybe like two feet by two feet. Can I put it in my holster of holding? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, come on. It is too heavy for that. You <laughs> can try and lift it, but there's no way it's going to go in there. All right, I'm going to lift it, see if I can carry it with me. Maybe you try, like you put your holster on the corner of the safe, trying to fit it in and like, <laughs> like stretching your holster out. But no, this does not work. It's like when you get the suitcase, you're packing for uh, the plane and you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, let me try to pick it up. Roll strength. That's 13. And, oh, that's 22. So I guess 13. Yeah, so I think that you managed to pick it up. You're struggling quite a bit, and your arm that David shot so long ago is very much hurting right now, and you managed to hoist it up over onto your shoulder, I think. And you look up, and on this wall to the east, you see a poster that says, remember, lift with your knees, not your back. And it's got, like, a gnome and an orc. Oh, my God. Induster David Drab. There's like a slingy icon on the like bottom left corner of this poster. <laughs> Kiss says, no sign tells me what to do. And he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> My back. Where do you walk out to? Uh, the I, I exit the hallway and I start trying to find a midway where I'm expecting to see Syndra. You walk up through the infirmary and you hear some ruckus down the hall. And this is the point where you hear Syndra being attacked you don't know that's what it is but you just hear like douglas screaming and the distant clattering of feet and a crash what do you do 
I sprint in that direction with the safe. I think your speed is halved due to carrying the safe. (laughs) (laughs) So you try and sprint, but you're not quite successful because this is pretty heavy. You are moving as quickly as possible, though, and you make it, I'd say, a third of the way down the hallway just before the entrance to the kitchen. We will cut back to Syndra. You are being pressed against this oil lamp and the wall, and you're being pressed hard. And Douglas is running away. And I think that Douglas turns the corner and sees Kiss coming down the hallway and growls and starts pointing with all four arms back towards Syndra and the monster. Syndra, what do you do? So I finally get a good look at this thing, right? You just see this giant bulky figure still shrouded in black cloth. It is now tattered and it is starting to catch on fire. Okay. Syndra is very scared. He actually requests protection from a deity that he hasn't thought about in a really long time. (laughs) Whoa. He wild shapes. He has to. Into what? He realizes that if he doesn't wild shape, he will die. As you start to get this idea to wild shape, Freya hops out of your bag and flies up into the air and begins like screaming and flying around this creature, batting her wings and pulling on its cloak. What do you wild shape into? Well, first I tell Freya, Freya, go get out of here. And I wild shape into a polar bear. Wow. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a big bear. Yeah, I think you do it. And this creature is like now swatting at Freya with these giant glass appendages coming off of it. They're basically like just big spiky poles, almost like big skinny icicles coming off of it. But they're made of glass. You can kind of see through them. At least you can see light like reflecting and refracting through them. And it is swatting at Freya and... Syndra, you wild shape and you get a little bit of room to move yourself off of the oil lamp. And then one of these things launches out of the creature from this mass, hits you for one point of damage. So I think it just like catches you mid wild shape and and manages to get another point of damage in on you. So that's not going to fly the whole attacking Freya thing. No, we don't do that around here. Polar bears have a special ability called multi attack. Sure. So that means I get to attack twice. I'm going to try to bite it. I'm going to go for the shoulder area, I guess. Try a 23. (laughs) With disadvantage? Yes. What? Hell yeah. A polar bear has a plus five strength. And to hit for both of its attacks is plus seven. Golly. (laughs) Easy. Polar bear doesn't mess around. Yeah. So tell me about how you bite this thing. Cinder goes into almost like kisses rage. (laughs) Kind of thing. (laughs) The polar bear first sticks up on your head. (laughs) And he just lunges at this thing and grabs it and chomps into its shoulder. Yeah, awesome. You chomp into its shoulder and your teeth can't sink into it, but you manage to get a good grip on it with your jaw. Imagine a dog biting something that its teeth can't pierce. Can I knock it down? Backwards? Yeah, it's on spindly legs. Roll damage. Ho, ho, ho. 13. Awesome. Yeah. So now roll a strength contest against it. Uh, Strength is seven. So you start to push back on it with its shoulder area in your jaws, and you're trying to basically push it back through the hole that it burst from, but it manages to sort of drop down its legs falling out from under it, and it lands on its back, and it's going to toss you back into the cube maze behind it. And now I'd say you can roll your second attack. My second attack is a claw attack. I think the way this works is this is happening mid-throw. Like, in the middle of it trying to grapple you and throw you back behind it, you're attacking it with your claw. 18. Yep, that'll do it. 14 damage. You manage to claw at it, and I think that you tear off, like, a good chunk of its robe. And inside of its body are these, like, strange clockwork devices that move and shift almost like pistons or gears. 
actuators. As you deal this damage and you tear its cloth, it's going to use three of its spindles. They just like shoot out of its body, extending pretty far. I'd say maybe now they're 10 feet long. They're going to knock you backwards for five points of damage. It's standing on one leg now as it just hits you with three. So like one small glass pole. And that leg cocks at like a 45 degree angle and sort of pogos its way, launching itself through this wall. And it crashes through the wall with the oil lamp, splintering this oil lamp and sending oil pouring out onto the ground in this hallway. And you can actually see that the hole that it went through is smaller than the hole they came out of. Kiss, you've made your way down to the end of the hallway just in time to see Cinder get launched through and this creature burst through the wall back into the HR room. And oil is starting to spill out of the oil lamp and onto the ground in this hallway. What do you do? I didn't start the fire. <laughs> so it's <laughs> gonna run away from it. Uh, no, I, Kiss says, Cindra. Syndra, come out of the fire. Come here. So you just like stand up and walk back into the hallway? I walk on all fours. <laughs> I think that Freya is flying around through the hallway. Now Syndra stands up and he waves with one of his polar bear arms. <laughs> That's adorable. I love it, Syndra. Hey, I found this metal box. I can't get it open. I think I got the high score. The Cinder trying to help me open this lock with his bear claws. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say he slashes it, but he remembers his previous encounter with a safe. And so he holds up four with his bear claws and then two and then a fist you're gonna punch me 42 times <laughs> he rolls his eyes and slashes at it <laughs> oh geez that's just a joke Cassandra. don't hit me <laughs> i think that douglas goes sarcastically and dials four to zero on the safe and it counts up to three. Oh, it's going to explode. I kind of want to see what happens when it gets up to a certain number. <laughs> the dial goes up to four, two, zero, and then it opens. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like confetti goes ev- everywhere. 69 wrong combinations. You got it. <laughs> this is a great way to spend the rest of the episode. We need to get into a, a safe location. Yeah. So I think that at this point, you all hear rustling back towards the infirmary and You see that the oil that's pooling at the end of the hallway from where this monster burst through the oil lamp is starting to ignite, slowly getting hot enough to spark and ignite coming towards you, this pool on the ground. Let's go up the stairs. Yeah, let's go up the stairs. He brings the safe with him. So you all run over towards the stairs. Cinder, you've got this key card. Well, I had it. But you're a bear. But it's been absorbed into me. (gasps) So I say... That it's just part of me and I can go. (laughs) Yeah, just like roll around next to the sensor. (laughs) It's an RFID chip in your body now. (laughs) You walk up to the stairs and like try and enter. You're like Baloo style, like scratching your back against like where you think the sensor should be. (laughs) Like just trying to get your body close to it. I was going to say I put my bear butt on the door. Your bear butt. You hear. Well, I don't like. uh-uh. <laughs> and Syndra, I think you hear her from inside of your body. Oh, no. <laughs> Syndra, are you there? I've been trying to get in touch with Kiss between killing these things. The whole facility is surrounded. What is going on down there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> You like flex your spleen to press the button. Oh no. (laughs) Bad. All of this is bad. This is not. I don't like the implications of this at all. I had a weird idea. I was thinking since it's like internal, that somehow maybe his subconscious thoughts can be heard. (laughs) 
That seems a bit like a stretch. I don't know. Because it's internal, you can press the button. You can speak to Anne, but not the internal thoughts. <laughs> I think that you'd have to like get kissed to have this conversation for you. Yeah, yeah maybe I hear this. <laughs> Kiss also has a radio that's just muted, but... Yeah, how about I Kiss hears the weird, static, muffled voice of Anne inside <laughs> under the layers of blubber in the polar bear Syndra, pulls out his own book and says, Hey, yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> Kiss! Kiss, what the hell? Are you with Syndra? What is going on? Why can't I get in touch with you? Why aren't you answering your radio? Well, all of you talkity-talkity Tammies were over there talking... <laughs> And it, it alerted this monster to me, and I had to turn it off because I was getting chased by a monster. Meanwhile, Cinder is rubbing like every part of his body against this door, trying to get it to open. Like he's got his arm up against it, he's got his belly up against it. He's just, he's desperate. <laughs> and apparently, Cinder has fleas. So look at the situation. <laughs> Syndra, every couple seconds you get like the good angle where the key card is close enough to the door and it just goes. <laughs> no, I'm crying. And Kiss, you hear Anne say, what monster? So there is one inside, as I suspected. I think a few inside. That's a lie. They didn't suspect it. They thought that was wrong. <laughs> I don't even think that you can take one without me. But if there's more than one, this is extremely unsafe you all need to get out of there well well these stairs are messed up have you been able to find a key card (laughs) cinder looks at kiss and nods and he points at his belly (laughs) like yes i have one oh god cinder ate the key card (laughs) (laughs) and he's still desperately leaning against the door Sindra's key card's not working. It's not doing anything. <laughs> Must be a low clearance level key card. Did you get that from Dr. Dorf's cube? Uh, who? Dr. Dorf? We have a few saves stashed around the office. I believe that there's a high security clearance key card in the infirmary safe. Oh, hey. But I'm not entirely sure what the combination is. We had some kids here presenting on it a few weeks ago. See if you can find it. Presenting? Where would kids, what? On a safe? What kind of school are these kids going to? Cinder grabs the safe and puts it against the door. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think I felt having to listen to this boring presentation from these kids and entertain their STEM fantasies? Cinder, you grab the safe from Kiss, which you're able to lift like very easily with your polar bear strength, which is apparently a thing. And you hold it up to the stairs and... There is no beep. Uh, he throws it down to try to break it. <laughs> and it clatters to the ground. Roll a strength contest. 15. You throw the safe down and it actually like bounces off of the stone floor and like bounces a few times. And now it is extremely dented, but still closed. Wait, wait, I got it. The auditorium. I think that's the one above us. Uh, there's a door on the right, I think, to the stage area. Is that correct? Yes, there is a door to the north. Right. Towards the auditorium. So I take that door on the right. And I try to enter the stage. I think that Douglas follows you in. I go with Kiss. And Syndra, I think that Freya lands on your back. You walk out onto the stage. It is extremely dark in this room. There are some red lights towards the back of the room that are like almost like exit lights. And there's a red light at the door that you entered into. I love this image of a bug person, a bird person, and a polar bear on a stage. <laughs> like oh it's God. the beginning of a really good play. <laughs> it's a furry convention gone horribly wrong. 
Burnin, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You got the you just like ate shit falling back down this hole, and I think you land on your ass with a thud, <laughs> and you were back in Anne's workshop. I scramble to my feet, and are there cabinets or drawers underneath these tables? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to start rooting through them. Okay, yeah. So think like an island, like a giant island in a lab, like you would have for um, like a chemistry lab in college. Mm-hmm. There's like a sink in this desk as well, but it's just like, it's a real messy desk. <laughs> I mean, there's just like stuff all over it. There's like cans of this energy drink stuff. Fucking dragging me over here. All over the place. And you open up the cabinet. Are you looking for anything in particular? <sighs> Some kind of key to the door. I think you open up the first cabinet and it is like, Pots and pans, like literal cookware, just like thrown in a cabinet down there. No organization to it. Many of them are old and rusted. There's like some baking sheets and stuff in there and there's nothing good in here. You open up the second cabinet and you see a neatly organized row of jars. And upon closer inspection, you see that these are jars of the explosive cactus. (laughs) And on the top of each jar, you see that there is a tiny vent Almost like the opening of like a plastic soda cup where you stick the straw in, but it's rubberized. Every second or two, you see these open up and vent a little bit. They fucking fart. (laughs) Yeah, and it smells like methane. Like it smells bad. (laughs) Nice. Methane actually has no scent to it. They add the sulfur smell so that you know you have a gas leak. That's cool. You dropped some propane facts? I'm sorry. I think I'm going to close that cabinet And remember which one it is, but keep looking. Yeah, so I think that you sort your way through several more cabinets on the bottom, and eventually you look through all of them, and it's just like science junk. There's no key. I'm going to assume that the stuff in here is really important, and that the stuff in the botany room is less important. So I think I'm going to go to the botany door and try to blow that one open. Okay, so you collect... There's like 30 cacti jars under here. I think I'll probably take a solid 10 before I'm like, there's no way I could need more than this. Your head is still on fire? No. Oh, no. So I think like as you start to gather them in your arms, one of them like vents a little bit and the gas like ignites above your head, causing like this giant fireball that flies up towards the ceiling and scorches the stone on the ceiling. And you're like, wow. Yeah. You probably like defocus and extinguish this flame on your head as you put the rest into your holster of holding. Sure. Burning, you begin to walk past the fake wall and into this dark passageway. Are you going to try and light your head again? All the, the jars are in my bag? Yes. Yes, I am. Roll a constitution check. Seven. I think that just your like nose lights on fire. <laughs> Just the tip of your nose and your like eyes kind of like cross as you look at the tip of your nose and see this flame (laughs) and it lights up just a few feet in front of you and you can see that there is light coming in from the library, but there's a problem. Oh God, no. Something is blocking some of the light. No! And you continue to hear gunshots outside behind it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, God, no. I, tur- I turn around. I turn around and I run. I run back into Anne's lab and I close that door if I can make it. Roll dex. Ten. You are frozen in fear as you see this thing. Damn it. Fuck you. This shadow, it starts to move towards you slowly at first and you hear it clink. No, 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 no. Clink. No. Clink. No. And it starts to sprint towards you and it actually like, Ah! it lurches down onto four of its legs and you see it grow. You see it like hulk out and get bigger as it starts to rush towards you. And at this point you scream and turn and run. (laughs) Ah! 
<laughs> Roll another deck save. God bless it, please. Don't fuck up. 24 this time. This is a narrow chase down the hallway and you exit through the door and it swings outwards into the room and you manage to like posture yourself back behind the door and you start to slam it shut as the creature slams against it. And, and is pushing against you, Burnin roll strength. God. 21. Whoa. Somehow Burnin gets fucking <laughs> Burnin hulks out too. Burnin gets like twice as big in fear. <laughs> His neck just like expands. <laughs> Good Lord. Burnin, you start to slam this door closed with all of your might. As it arrives at the door, you see this figure push up against it and start to push against you. And you see 15 or so spindly. Uh. Glass fingers peek around the door and you slam it and these glass fingers crack off of this creature and you hear this metallic scraping sound back behind the wall. Several thuds, thud, thud, thud. Oh God, oh God. As the glass fingers clatter to the ground, landing at your feet. Oh my God. Does this door have a handle? It does not have a handle. It just looks like wall to you now. I'm going to get out a jar, run to the, the hallway door and put the jar by it, and then I'm going to back off, and I'm going to use Fireball. Oh, Lord. Isn't that like a third-level spell? <laughs> yes. Blow it up. You just need a little bit of fire, Vernon. Well, I didn't know if you would let me just shoot like some fire from my hand at a distance is the thing. You can definitely try and like whip some sparks off of your hand if you can ignite your hand. So actually, I'm going to put two jars down, and then I'm going to back off and try to Spider-Man web shot my fucking <laughs> fire at it. It's like the scene in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man where like you're doing the different hand gestures. <laughs> different hands. <laughs> I think that you just like touch your nose, lighting your finger on fire, and you're able to keep this flame on your finger. Mm -hmm. And then you extinguish your nose, and that's when you take out the jars out of your bag and place them over by the door, keeping your hand very far away. I'm going to stand like, so there's a little bit between me and the jars. And also like, if I manage to get fire over there, even if it doesn't explode it, like as soon as I see the fire moving, I'm going to duck down. Sure. Yeah. So you're putting the island between you and where the jars are. You whip your finger. I think nothing happens uh, for a couple times. It takes a couple tries to get the hang of this, but eventually you whip your finger and you see just one little spark float its way across the room and you're like nervously ducking down. And I think you maybe crawl a couple feet away, like south towards the back wall a little bit. Sure enough, you hear an explosion. And I think that you peek around the island. The bottom corner of the door is folded outward a little bit. There's a tiny gap. The rest of it is like dented and and like it looks like it underwent a large impact. And it's like charred and there's like a good bit of fire over here. You have to remember that Kiss's single jar like blew up a maze. And granted, there was a giant creature like rushing through it, catching everything on fire. But this was like a pretty good explosion. I think that there's actually like part of the island is like cracked now from the shockwave. Is the hole in the door big enough for me to crawl through? You can try. Well, I got to go over there either way to try and drop off another jar. So I go over there and hopefully by the time I get by the door, I can compare my size to the hole in the door. Yeah, so there's like a good bit of smoke in the room at this point. Like, I think that papers on Anne's desk are like starting to catch on fire and (laughs) you kind of just crawl your way hands and knees over to this gap in the door. It looks like it's possible. You're not sure, but it looks like maybe it's possible. I'm about to be a squeezy boy. Let's go. (laughs) Let's get squeezing. Like Kiss's grandpa always said. 
Syndra and Kiss. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get to that. You are standing on the stage and you see a podium in front of you. And back behind you, you hear as the oil completely catches flame at this point. Like there's a whole bunch of oil out in the hallway by the stairwell. And it is just like fire out there on the ground. You know, this place is mostly stone. There's not much paper in this area for it to catch up, but there's a whole lot of burning material in the cube maze and likely in the auditorium. I think there's probably like cloth seats and stuff like that. Halfway towards the back wall where the oil lamps are is on fire and it is spreading towards the stairwell. Maybe like Syndra, you peek your head out the door because you were the last in and you see this. Kiss, I don't think that you see this specifically where the fire is and that it's spreading as the oil continues to disperse as liquids do. Now I can take my time and look for this code. (laughs) Hmm. Where could it be? Clock's ticking. Oh, I look at that podium. Sure. And I think that you walk up to the podium and you see a nice piece of paper typed up and you start reading. But from above you, you hear thuds on the next floor, which is maybe a little bit concerning knowing the burden is up there and you haven't heard from him. Yeah. Well, I read this paper, which I assume is very informative about safes and their technology. Yeah. So you pick up this paper and you start to read it. Syndra, what are you doing while this is happening? So I noticed the oil spreading and the fire spreading, and I see that we don't have a ton of time. So Syndra is frantically looking around the stage for any clues. <laughs> Kiss has the podium covered, but I'm just going around like the stage area. I think you're just like sniffing like the back wall and like sniffing <laughs> the corners of the room. Actually, polar bears have keen smell. So I have advantage on wisdom checks that rely on smell. So if I can smell out the code <clears throat> i'm just saying i do a good job of it <laughs> <laughs> what you smell that code i said what i said you, you smell oh lord i smell numbers let me sniff out that code <laughs> you smell some numbers on the air Sindra, you smell a whole lot of oil and smoke and burning oh that doesn't feel good no kiss you are reading and you read Many types of mechanical locking mechanism were observed and researched for my team's grade 12 research project. There are many types of locks. A deadbolt is a type of lock, secure from picking, in which a key is used to rotate a cylinder to the open or closed position. Kiss uh, pulls out a, a, a pin and writes on the page. <laughs> <laughs> and writes on the page, nerd. Oh my god. <laughs> You're bullying a kid who's not even here. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, is this like Owen from last year? <laughs> he's, he's writing his own notes on there. Somewhere like reading glasses just materialize on Kiss's face. <laughs> yeah. Spring locks are a simple form of lock in which a key is used to actuate or unlatch a latch, locking or unlocking the door. Oh, God. <laughs> there are many benefits to using combination locks in your facility. The first benefit Everyone roll perception. A 19 and a 20. So. Hell yeah. Let me see that code. With modifiers, it's 15. Cindra, you get advantage. Oh, I get advantage? Oh, oh. Just got to smell. Still 15. (laughs) I got really excited for a minute there. Cindra, you start to smell like some kind of different gas smell from somewhere in the facility. Maybe it smells a little bit like cactus gas. Shortly after that, you hear an explosion. Ha <laughs> ha. A muted explosion from somewhere upstairs. And like you're probably thinking, this is not good. <laughs> because Brandon's up there, like I said. Both of you hear skittering through the seats of the auditorium. Do I find this code on the paper? <laughs> 
Is it not anywhere on this page? The first benefit is that no key is required, so anyone with the combination oh, can unlatch a latched lock at any time. Oh, God, I flipped the page over. The second benefit... Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I flip over Tiny Owen. Skim it. You're skimming with your eyes, trying to read very quickly as smoke starts to fill the auditorium, and you hear this skittering through the aisles once again. The three saves have already been placed in three different places around your facility. One safe with combination lock has been placed in the West Wing cubicles. Oh my God. Another safe with combination lock has been placed. And you continue to skim and you see the code 420532 and 696. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I wrote them down. I, we got it. Let's go. All right. Kiss just yells out a string of numbers. Four two zero five three two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he sprints out. Cinder puts up a, a bare thumbs up. He's got it. I'm sprinting out that door back to the hallway to the safe. And you see a growing shadow in the back of the auditorium. And you hear this metal glass scraping sound as you run out into the hallway. Everybody roll deck saves. 18. 10. Kiss, you run out into the stairwell and you can see that the fire is growing and is starting to roar and like burn heavier. And it, it, like you're hit with this wave of heat as you walk out into the stairwell and you don't take any damage. Syndra, as you walk out, I think you kind of clumsily get a little bit too close and you'll take four points of damage. But I think you're able to sort of shield Freya with your body as you realize you're getting close. And Freya sort of like squints and like starts to sweat and like is like, eh. oh no, Freya's air sex. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas sort of manages to like nimbly walk out into this hallway and uh, the safe is busted up on the ground with the fire approaching. All right, I try. Cinder gives the code. He holds up five and then a three and then two. Let's try the last one. I think the last one. Let's try that one first. What was the last one? Six, nine, six. So you had, duh, how can I forget? <laughs> I put it in. Six, nine, six. Yeah, so uh, roll sleight of hand and then just roll a d20. 15. And the D20 is a 16. You like make your way over to the safe and like time's ticking. It's like a video game where like you can see the wall of lava approaching, but it's fire. <laughs> you manage to very swiftly and calmly enter this combination into the dial lock and it pops open. You see a key card inside. Okay, I yank it out. And you pick it up and it has a name on it. What name? Farf. 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 Cinder's doing his hands like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> I swipe it. I swipe, I wave it around. On the card, it says high level security clearance. Yes. And you run over to the stairwell and it beeps a pleasant green beep. Do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> the beep sounds green somehow, y'all. Yeah. It's a green beep. <laughs> you can feel that you're now able to enter this stairwell. The magical charm is you, you have access to the upstairs level now. Kiss uh, opens the door and says, after you, my bear. <laughs> Yeah, Syndra takes the stairs as a bear. This polar bear walking upstairs. Yes, I love it. You ascend the stairs, Syndra, and kiss. You enter into the stairwell and you turn and look over your shoulder and you see this figure standing in the flame, unfazed, long spindly glass appendages. Its cloak is now completely burned off and you see some sort of glass metal sand golem. As the door's shutting, Kiss goes, better luck next time, sucker. (laughs) (laughs) And you shut the door. Burnin', what you doing? I'm trying to get through this fucking hole. Roll decks. I got an eight. I fucking dislocate my shoulder. (laughs) No, but that actually helps somehow. (laughs) Yeah, I think that you're like trying to make yourself as flat as possible and you realize like, oh no, I've gained a little bit of muscle on this journey. (laughs) 
you do like pop your shoulder out like ah as you're trying to get under this space in the door and you manage to belly crawl your way out a piece of this door like actually catches your back and scrapes you down your back dealing 17 points of damage jeez 17 (laughs) i'm sorry i don't I rolled the wrong tie and didn't really think about it. Yeah, no shit. We're going to say five points of damage because this is not the monster attacking you. This is the fucking door. I have 30 max, okay? (laughs) Vernon fucking dies trying to crawl under the door and not be the monster. You all just find Vernon like fucking dead. With his shoulder dislocated, (laughs) bleeding out of his back. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess it couldn't be helped. <sighs> Due to my mistake. Good lord. <laughs> Five points of damage, Vernon. Okay. You're able to successfully crawl out into the other side, and you are in this hallway. It is a little bit too eerie, too quiet, too dark. I'm trying to get my shoulder back into socket. You're able to get your shoulder back <laughs> into socket, we'll say. It isn't fun, but I do it. And Vernon, you hear. How's it going, buddy? What was that? Uh, I'm not, I'm, oh, like, I think I probably feel sick from the pain of, of my joint issues. (laughs) So, like, did the monster get you or what? Yeah, it's in here. I don't, I don't know how I got in. Let me ask you this. I know you got into my lab. Do you think you can get out? There's some explosive cacti underneath the workshop bench. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I already figured that one out. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So I don't know how much snooping you did earlier, but in the West storage room, there's a big metal case on the wall. I might be familiar with it. (laughs) (laughs) Vernon, you fucker. Yeah, you know the one. If you can get the others to bring you a high security key card from one of the saves downstairs, you can access some of my weapons. And just then, Sindra and Giss (laughs) ascend the stairs. Vernon, you hear some noise down the hallway. What do you do? You don't know it's Syndrinkus yet. I pull out my sword. And then you see a polar bear fucking walking up the stairs towards you. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Syndra <laughs> <laughs> blinks. Don't yell at me. Right, hey, 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 is that you? I think Bernard notices the bear isn't like trying to kill him. I'm guessing Kiss walks up. Yeah, Kiss walks up behind and you see Freya on the bear's back now. It's me with one key card. Well, come on. I guess I don't need this anymore. I'm going to throw it out. No, no, no. Give it to me, give it to me. Hand it here, hand it here. Over here. What? We open the stairs. What else could it be used for? No, there's doors behind us. And remember that crap you were trying to get into earlier, the big box? <gasps> yes. And said we can get into it with the key card. <gasps> Is that high security? Kiss looks at it. Yes. All right, come on, let's go, let's go. Kiss starts sprinting, going. <laughs> <laughs> You all sprint down the hallway towards the storage room. You took your feather token last time. Oh, right. Let's set that back up. (laughs) Throw your feather token up in the room and it starts to flap the gas out of the way. Sindra, you're maybe in bear form. Like, what's the deal with that? (laughs) Why is this room full of poison gas? (laughs) He eyes kiss like, what have you been up to? Kiss goes, he winks. Let's get that box open. Yeah, let's crack that boy open. You hold the key card up to this box and you hear a pleasant green beep. <laughs> There's like hydraulic pressure release sounds as this thing unlocks and unlatches and folds downwards. And you see an array 
of pistols. And I think one pretty heavy looking, fat looking rifle with two barrels. I want that one. Dibs. I want the big one. Aw, dang it. <laughs> Burn and pick it up. Do I have any idea how to use this thing? No, fuck no. <laughs> Does it look like there's any like ammunition nearby? Because like I imagine like he would think it's like a crossbow type thing. So it doesn't seem illogical that he would be looking for something to put in it. Yeah, I think that there are cartridges in this case that are like have a blue glow inside of them. Hell yeah. I guess I fucking take that shit. You managed to find three of these cartridges for the shotgun. Uh, I guess I grabbed some pistols. Dual wielding pistols. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know it. Hell yeah. And you managed to grab a couple clips for these two. I'd say add two clips to your inventory. So, Sentry's a bear. <laughs> bear with gun. Give bear a gun. Bears, but with guns. Yes. So, Sindra reaches into the cabinet, and I just I just Googled, do bears have opposable thumbs? <laughs> they do not. But he carefully pulls one out using both of his hands, and he hands it to Freya. <laughs> <laughs> mind he's like there you go and, and then he takes one for himself in both of his hands because he can't hold it with one hand oh my god oh no he puts that one down and he gets a third gun and he holds it in his mouth <laughs> Hello, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Magic Folk. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic Folk Pod, or you can visit our website at magicfolkpod.com. If you'd like to support the show, the number one thing you can do right now is rating and reviewing us on iTunes, or just simply telling your friends who you think might enjoy it. Magic Folk is created by Corinne Beck, Becca Bowen, Kyle Bruning, and Victoria Watkins, and is based on characters and world, also by Victoria Watkins. See you next time. <laughs>